Now, in the Abu Dhabi Championship uh, last night, Minwoo Lee, in fact, I'll read this. Chad at Barden Ridge sending this through. Morning, lads. Just wanted to congratulate Minwoo Lee in the Abu Dhabi uh, tournament. Finished late yesterday. Did really well to only finish one shot behind the eventual winner, Victor Perez. It was a bunker shot on the 17th that gave Perez the victory. Uh, The young Aussie... Not a lot of people know, but he's going to be a great player on the world stage. He certainly is. And uh, he he nearly chipped in on the last for Eagle, which would have forced a playoff. And an outstanding chip it was. He tapped in for a birdie. But uh, in the end, the Aussie just finished one shot uh, off Perez there in the Abu Dhabi Championship. On the PGA Tour, John Rahm is uh, leading G some low scores here. He's 25 under par for the tournament. Uh, there in California, and he leads Americans Chris Kirk and Davis Thompson by one shot. Uh, best of the Aussies, Jason Day is 20 under for the tournament, and he's through 11 holes in his final round. So five shots off the pace there is the Aussie in the English Premier League overnight. We've got Mossy coming on shortly. Arsenal, a late goal. Ensured they beat Manchester United 3-2. Leeds and Brentford finished scoreless, but Manchester City beat Wolves, courtesy of an Erling Haaland hat-trick, 3-0. And so it's Arsenal leading City by five points in the title race, and Arsenal have a game in hand of City as well, right at the halfway point of the season in the English Premier League as it stands. And in the big bash last night, the Perth Scorchers won against the Melbourne Renegades. They won by 10 runs. They posted 5 for 212. The Renegades 5 for 202. And Cameron Bancroft, player of the match for his 95 not out of 50 deliveries. Great performance from Aaron Finch, though. Uh, Clubbing 76 not out of 35 balls. But that result means that the Sydney Sixers will have to travel on Saturday and play the Scorchers in Perth. The winner of that game, that final, would then host the final. And the big news to come out for the Sixers is the fact that Steve Smith Pup will be allowed to stay with them for that final on Saturday before joining the Aussie camp ahead of the India Test Series. Smith has two straight BBL 100s now after his 125 at the SCG against the Thunder on Saturday. Hmm. And uh, so he will play... A big bash game Saturday night. Pretty much fly to India. I think it's about Tuesday next week they fly to India. Yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday. No warm-up games in India. Yeah, it's, First test, February 9th. That's, that's amazing that they're not having a warm-up game. Even a, I don't know, worst case, a, you know, a three-dayer that's not an official list A game or, sorry, um, first-class game. I, I, I think India's probably in the same vote because they've been playing New Zealand as well. But they know their own backyard. I would have thought the Aussies would have wanted, like I say, even a three-dayer over there. But oh, great for the BBL that Steve Smith can, can stay and play. I think that's, um, that's awesome for, for that competition. But I don't think that's going to help his preparation going into a test match in India. But again, he's class player in terrific form. It won't take him long to adjust. But the Aussies in preparation for, you know, India's a tough place to play. They've got India and India, England and England. If we can win these two series, we are by far the best team in the world. So it's a huge opportunity for us. But, yeah, I think it's a big ask to walk straight over there, no tour game, uh, and expect to win that first test match. That's going to be a, a big challenge. Great to speak to you, Mossy. How are you? 
<laughs> Welcome back, boys. You know what's funny? I go back to work today, right? I went to sleep last night, still had my holiday tan, woke up this morning and I feel white again. <laughs> funny how it disappears overnight. Oh, it does, Mossy. Now, were you like us where we dreaded the alarm clock again, but you would have been thinking, oh, no, I'll sleep through. But did you wake up because you were filling in for us for the BSB uh, summer? Did you wake up early? Were you waking up excited to get back to work today? Well, I did, I did Monday and Tuesday last week in, uh, in the chair in the studio, and I thought, you know what? I've started it. I'm just going to keep it going. So uh, I, uh, I yeah, guess I um, got myself match fit last week. But it was funny, actually, and you guys will understand this more than anyone, but when I did the whole week before Christmas, about Thursday I started to click into gear. <laughs> and, and then it was over on Friday. <laughs> then you go, ready, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to yeah, go. that's right, exactly. But you all had a good time? Mate, good we had break? a ball. Yep, no, it was yeah, good, mate. We had a really good break. We've come back refreshed and ready to get stuck into the big issues. Now, one of the biggest issues this morning, what's Dwight done? How come he's leaving? Oh. Tell you what, he, he used to be called all night Dwight. He's now called overnight Dwight, and uh, he's on his way. He's packed his bags. Um, interesting. It's uh, it, it was a big shock. I mean, he's only thirteen games into his um, into his managerial senior managerial career with uh, with McCarthy. He, he won the Australia Cup, so he gave, gave the club or bought the club their first piece of silverware. And um, look, there's reports over the weekend that it, it sort of centred around a, a blow up in the dressing room um, after the the, um, the loss to Adelaide on Friday night, um, and then him and Gino Mara, the chairman, came together on Saturday and decided it was in uh, everyone's best interest for him to move on. I, I think there's more to it. Um, mm. I, I really do. I don't think a dressing room blow up. The, the term a pub team um, was mentioned that, that Dwight may have uh, dropped in front of the team. For me, that's not enough to go separate ways. There's got to be more to it, and maybe it was Dwight's standards and they weren't being met. I don't know, but it's it's only speculation. But what I do hope is that, given what he's done since he's been here with the All-Stars, the A-League All-Stars, um, and uh, against Barcelona, and also with MacArthur, I'd like to see him stay in the A-League for a bit longer because you know he, he brings interest, he, he brings international exposure... Um, he's a big personality and, and he's shown that he can coach. So uh, I'd hate to see him lost this this early. Uh, Mossy, have you not heard the rumour around him going to another club out of Australia in regards to taking that next step to get himself to what his you know, end goal is to be involved in that EPL? Yeah, I ha- haven't heard that rumour yet, Clarkie, okay. but uh, I know there's a heap of rumours out there. And look, he's, he's announced that he's a career coach, um, so, so he'll end up somewhere. And w- whether he's got something to go to before he made that decision or not, time will tell. There's obviously some rumours about other A-League clubs as well, um, which... Yeah, I, I was I, shocked I with the rumour linking FC. him to Sydney FC, Mossy. Yeah, look, I, I just I think that's disrespectful. Um, you know, Steve Corrick is in the job there. I know it happens. Look, I'm not naive enough to think it doesn't happen, but... But, you know, Sydney has seven losses from 13 games. Um, Dwight was six losses from 13 games. So, you know, I know he used to play for the club, um, but I I just don't. Sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. Who knows? But I I spoke with Steve Corica last week. He gave me no indication whatsoever that he was... uh, that he was under that much pressure. He knows he's under pressure, 100%, um, and they've got to turn things around. But if you watch Sydney FC's performances, last week against Perth, they were 2-0 up, hit the crossbar to go 3-0, and that would have been game over. Perth came back to 2-2. And then on the weekend against West United, 
Um, West United goalkeeper Jamie Young was the best player on the pitch. Um, Sydney FC had some great chances and Jamie Young stood up. So they're not that far away from, from turning their performances into wins. And, uh, well, yesterday we saw Wellington beat the Mariners 2-1. And uh, what, what do you, what's the fallout from that game? So the Mariners still you know, flying pretty high in the competition. Could the Phoenix make a run at a top two spot, perhaps? Yeah, I think they can. Um, I, I think that's the fallout. You know, from that game because um, you know the, the Mariners are into they're, they're in second spot, um, given that uh, Western Sydney couldn't capitalise on their ga- in their game against uh, Newcastle um, that ended in a draw. But um, certainly Wellington under Ufuk Tale, who's who's in the mix big time for the New Zealand national team job as well. But Wellington are definitely a top two uh, capable of a top two finish in this competition and, and can go deep in the finals as well, if not go on and win it. Um, but, uh, look, Mariners just weren't at the races in the first half. They came uh, came home strong in the second half, uh, grabbed a late one to, to take it to 2-1, could have maybe nicked it in the end, but didn't. But, yeah, Wellington deserved the win on the uh, on the day. Got, uh, got the 10-year reunion of the 2013 grand final win with the Mariners this Saturday night up there at Gosford. Uh, the Mariners host Western Sydney Wanderers. So, uh, Arnie, myself, and uh, a lot of the players from that, Game will be up there on Saturday night. Can't wait to uh, reconnect with all those uh, all those great people. I reckon that'll be a fair night out, Mossy. Um, <laughs> what about you mentioned the Wanderers? They had the draw with the Jets, but uh, I mean they're sitting third on the competition table. Um, they should have beaten the Jets, shouldn't they? They should have. Yep, absolutely. Um, they they uh, were very good in the first half. Western Sydney should have had it wrapped up by half time. Um, but didn't, and, uh, and Newcastle, to be fair, fought and uh, rolled the sleeves up in the second half and um, came home pretty well. It was a fair result in the end, but, uh, yeah, Marco Rudan very upset that uh, his team couldn't capitalise on the chances first half. But, um, look, they've still got a lot of improvement in the Western Sydney, and they're sitting third after 13 games. So, uh, you know, it's not a bad place to be when there's a lot of improvement left. And uh, Rudes has spoken about having some money in the bank to get a marquee striker in this transfer window. He's going to have to get his skates on because um, we haven't got long to go. But uh, if he adds a marquee striker, then watch out for them to have a huge second half of the season. Over in England in the Premier League, uh, Mossy, Arsenal, gee, that was a critical late goal, which ensured they got the three points with a 3-2 win against their old rivals, Manchester United at the Emirates this morning. Yeah, and Ketia, the star, uh, with two goals, including that 90th minute winner that you just spoke about. Uh, there was a question mark of offside, but I'm, I'm um, happy um, that the right decision was made and it was given. Um, fantastic game. Uh, Manchester United took the lead 1-0. Uh, Arsenal back to 1-0, to then, then took a 2-1 lead. Manchester United back to 2-2 and then that late one. So a cracking game, five goals. Uh, and a lot of the time, because it was billed as you know, one of the games of the season to this point, a lot of the time, those games fall flat, don't they? But uh, this one really stacked up uh, to everything the, that uh, all the expectations that was placed on it. So, wonderful game of football. Um, Arsenal, that's a statement. That is a statement of intent. And, uh, you know, they're five points clear of Man City, who are in second. Um, another Alan Hattrick. My goodness, this guy. <laughs> He's just breaking every record. It's just remarkable. Um, and 11 points clear of Manchester United in fourth spot. So, uh, a cracking win for Arsenal. What about Everton? I mean, they're having no oh. luck at all. And Lampard, he's obviously under the pump. Does he survive? I'm, I'm not sure how thin the thread can get that he's hanging by, but uh, it, 
Mate, I, I can't see how he can survive. And I hate to see coaches lose jobs, obviously, but, um, mate, they are... Like the, the, this is the worst run they've ever had in any league um, in the first 20 games. 15 points from 60 available, um, and they are sitting second last. Um, and there's only there's only three points that separates 14th from 20th in the uh, in the EPL. And uh, Everton are on 15, which is uh, level pegging, just above Southampton, last place Southampton on goal difference. So. I can't believe that the trigger hasn't been pulled yet. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's pulled this week. Um, but, yeah, not looking good for Everton. They are a serious threat of going down. Uh, and just before you go, let's talk about some mid-table mediocrity over the weekend. Liverpool and Chelsea finishing scoreless at Anfield. Uh, I'll leave it to you, Bossy. How much does that hurt? How much does that hurt saying mid-table oh, mediocrity? Oh, it's just the truth, let's face it. Yeah, it really is. But... Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about this one. Like Jurgen Klopp said, you know, and it, 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 I guess stopped the rot from losing three on the trot, if you like. Gee, I'm a poet and I don't even know it. Um, but uh, yeah, to hear Jurgen Klopp say, you know, we little steps and, and this is a little step forward, that, that hurts for a Liverpool fan. But, but Chelsea, you know, they're no better. They're uh, sitting in 10th spot or somewhere around there after that after the weekend. But um they unveiled uh, Mudrik, the, the new uh, Ukrainian striker in the second half. He, he looked lively, but uh, didn't score, obviously. But, yeah, stalemate probably sums up where both uh, both teams are at at the moment. Mossy, thank you so much. We'll chat later in the Why week. did you have to end on that note, Mido? Now you've just uh, put just, a complete yeah, damper on my just, first day back. Just a footnote at the end of the interview, mate. <laughs> just just you know, just in, in order of how much you know we want to talk about stuff, so... Yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, the before I go, you, and your good mate Ryan Phelan, how good's that? Yeah, awesome. Engaged over the weekend. Awesome news. Yep. Yeah, he's a, he's a good man, Phelan. Champion. He did a great job in the uh, in the chair during summer. Yeah. No, congratulations to him and his lovely partner Sarah for sure. Uh, we'll yeah. chat soon, mate. Thank you. Good on you guys. Take care. Have a good day. Heroes and villains, give us a call. Thirteen fifty three fifty three is the number. Just a couple on the text line here. Morning, boys. Hero Spencer Johnson for keeping his cool bowling the last over for the Heat against the Stars to ice the win. Villain Crafty Eagle for running second in the second race at Randwick Saturday. Got out in the betting, backed it twice, only to miss by a pimple. Cheers, Wall from Scone sending that one. Morning again, boys. Making Travis Head my first hero of the year. Thought he had a tremendous test season. Uh, my villain ice pick, Nick, needed it to run a place for 550 bucks. Alas, nothing. Throw in the Super Duper Friday quiz. Dreadful, uh, says Grant from Newey. Uh, welcome back, team. The Reserves done a great job keeping the faithful up to date. Looking forward to a successful new year, Dossie. Uh, thank you very much, Dossie, and uh, plenty more here as well. But we've got ah, the great Jeff. Hello, Jeff. G'day, Jared, Michael, Loz. Jeff Rowe, how are you, buddy? Good. Happy New Year, guys. Too, Same year too, mate. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually missed you guys. Did you, mate? We missed you. I, <laughs> I missed you. Loz didn't. I definitely did, buddy. I know you did. I know you did. How are we, boys? We're yeah, good. We're, no, we're pretty thing. good. We're doing our thing, buddy. <laughs> we're, we're working. We're working. One step at a time, you know. Copping a bit of stick in here from the lads, but I'm hanging in. Hey, Mate, it should be no. It should be Harvey Norman. Yeah, exactly right. Nah, nothing wrong with a bit of love. Nothing wrong with that for Easter. Yeah, mate. Well, uh, good break, mate. 
I had a good break, Jeff. Yeah, mate. I yeah. um, I, I said early in the uh, program, I went out to June for a couple of days. I went up yeah, the coast. I heard you spent some time with the handbag. Well done. Yeah, no, no. We just you know. Rekindling, <laughs> rekindling our love life. You there, know? there was one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone, someone, a little birdie told me he saw you with your missus. Very loved up. It was beautiful. Actually. Yeah, no, no, we've started to reconnect. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Why did you? Why did you have to reconnect? <laughs> I thought you were very connected. <laughs> well, you can disconnect at times. Were well, you renewing <laughs> your vows or something? <laughs> like, yeah. like a second wind? Is it like a second wind? <laughs> Fifteen to go in the second half. How's, how's it work? The reconnect. Oh, look! I just got a bit excited and just wanted to show my appreciation. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> And who got a hold of your phone at some point? Yeah, I know you had one day out of the whole time off where he just went social media. It was incredible. You went hard in one day. Yeah, I took these photos. Four stories and and a grid. And I said to Michelle, I said, can you throw this? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Jeffrey, we're we're leaving you out of this conversation. But anyway, no, I posted on Instagram. That that would have been the first time it was. Um, I've got no heroes or villains, but I just want to know what's Clarkie. Who's going to be the West Tigers captain? Oh, good. Oh. grabs, Jeez. isn't it? Yeah. Um, let me have a look. I think maybe one of their new recruits. Is Dewey right to start the year? Is he out? No, he's definitely starting. I reckon he's back. He might be a chance, Dewey. I'll tell you what, he looks really fit too, just yeah, quietly. I, I think he's a good I, player. I oh. think, um, I, mate, personally, I think because he's off contract and – you don't want to be dangling a carrot, but I think he's the right bloke for the job. I really do. Yeah, no, I think, I, I think he's a good player, a really good player. Chorus. Yeah, so. But anyway, look, boys, it's good to have you back. I'll probably talk to you in another six months. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd, hey, Loz, you'd love that, wouldn't you? No, I wouldn't. I actually spoke no. to your brother a bit during the uh, time I had off. Oh, did you? Oh, he must have been the booty that saw you with the handbag. Yes, very, well, he did. Very he loved up. We, we, were, we were in um, Coogee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already knew him at the restaurant. Loz, the wind doesn't blow without me knowing, my friend. <laughs> mate, you know everything. <laughs> Not as much as you, mate. Clarky, look after yourself, mate. You too, buddy. Mido? Yes, Jeff. Take care. We'll talk soon. Good on See you, champion. champion. Have a See good one, mate. Yesterday in the NBL, the New Zealand Breakers beat the Sydney Kings 93-88 in Sydney. So this comes after the Kings lost to the Perth Wildcats by just seven points on Friday night. They're still top of the ladder, heading towards all the playoffs are looming there in the NBL. Now, over in the NFL playoffs at the moment, in the AFC divisional playoff match between Cincinnati and Buffalo, it is halftime. And in the snow there in Buffalo... The Bengals lead the Bills 17-7 loss. So could be on course for a rematch at this stage in the AFC Championship next week between Kansas City and Cincinnati at this stage. So yeah. Buffalo need to turn it around. Oh, they do, Mido. But um, Joe Burrow's been outstanding uh, in the first half. But Josh Allen, he's one of the, the best young quarterbacks we've seen for a long time. If he gets his game together... Uh, Buffalo is still a chance, and they do enjoy playing in these type of conditions. But uh, that's a big lead at half time. Ten points in those conditions. In those conditions. Oh. Yeah. And the match starting uh, later this morning, I think it's 10.30 this morning, uh, the old rival San Francisco, the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, San Francisco, $1.47 with tab. Dallas, $2.70. It's a flat line of four. And Cowboys, the plus. What side are you on, Loz? 
Dallas San Francisco. The Niners oh, absolutely look, fly, well, but they've got a rookie quarterback. Well, that, that's my only concern is that they've won all these games with him. At some stage, he's going to have a game that is a rookie game. Yeah. He's going to make errors. And under pressure, I just don't know whether that's the day-to-day. But defensively, they're good enough to stop the attack from Dallas. And that uh, should be enough to keep him in this game. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if Dallas caused an upset. I'm just banking on the fact, unless he's an absolute superstar, he's got a game in him where he's going to stuff up. He's going to make some bad plays. Mm. And if the opposition are good enough to capitalise, they that they can win. That That's all I'm basing it on. But you look at it on form coming into this contest, you go, mate, the 49ers, they win. Mm. He's got so many weapons, don't they, the Niners? So if they lose, you would think it's the the quarterback finally having some sort of regression. Mm. He's had this dream run. It's unbelievable. Third string quarterback. <laughs> oh, Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. Last, last pick man. in the draft. And then, it's you know, they're, they're bank, they were banking their future on Trey Lance. Yeah. He gets injured and they've got Jimmy G there as the backup. So he just comes in and wins a few <laughs> games. Yeah. Then he gets injured and it's like, oh, geez, we're in some trouble now. Grab your opportunity, Loz. And, and that's what he's done. How do you see it in sports? Yeah. like, how you get the opportunity. Well, the big decision for the 49ers will be if they end up getting oh. at least to the Super Bowl. What do they do? What do they do then yeah. with their two other quarterbacks they've got on contract? Well, they, they've got some questions to answer in the offseason. Huge questions. Well, Brock not, not, a ba- should, not a bad problem to have. Oh, Brock Purdy should be their starting quarterback going forward. Well, based on everything he's done so far. They might even deal Trey Lance elsewhere. Well, you don't know how he's going to come back from that serious yeah. leg injury either. Yeah. But you'd rather be in their position than some of the other ones chasing oh, a quarterback. For sure. For sure. Um, now, also, uh, we're just acknowledging all the texts we've received this morning as well. We see them. We appreciate them. Uh, so many we get, and uh, it's impossible to read them all out, but appreciate it. Heroes and villains, by the way, give us a call, 135353, $100 gift card to give away, as well as a case of the Saint and Sinner alco- Alcoholic Kombucha. Uh, the number for the text line, 0419767272. And, uh, you know, obviously we appreciate all the interest in Clarkie as well. And um, he made his statement last week after the story came out. And uh, it's a private matter, and uh, we're leaving uh, that be. We appreciate, you know, a lot of sensitivities involved, and it is a private matter. So, uh, um, yeah, that's the situation as far as uh, that story is concerned. And uh, keep the calls coming. As far as the text line's concerned, um, legend, should the Dolphins be bringing in some English players we've seen from the World Cup from Aussie? Uh, now, just on, actually, an English player coming back to Australia, Loz, is John Bateman. I think Buzz mentioned it earlier this morning, going to the Tigers. And I couldn't help but wonder. And at the moment, he's got visa issues, so he's struggling to, just to get back to Australia. But I'll tell you what, I reckon Raiders fans are going to have penned in when they first get to boo John Bateman for the first time when the Raiders play the Tigers after what he left due to, well, let's face it, he, didn't, he was homesick. Went yeah. back and, you know, the Tigers have paid Wigan a pretty generous transfer fee to get him there to Concord and with the Tigers going forward. But it's, a what, a four-year deal. 
Yeah, I, Gee, look, I'll tell you what, he wasn't homesick for too long. No, I, I'm sure the Raiders fans will give him plenty, but I don't think that'll worry John Bateman. But I think the way that he left um, and wanted to go home, you know, circumstances have changed too, Mido, because we were living in a COVID world when, um, you know, he wanted to go back to Canberra, uh, back to, to England. Um, he's gone back there and now he wants to come back out of here for the West Tigers. And the West Tigers have done really well recruiting. Um, you know, their forward pack will be completely different to what it looked like last year. And they've got four experienced players. Papa Lee, you've got Bateman, you've got Clemmie, you've got Coruscant to go with the young forwards that they've already got. I'm expecting big improvement from the Tigers this season. But the key for them will be, can they unlock the, the brilliance that Luke Brooks has, but just hasn't shown us consistently? And people will say he hasn't got brilliance. I, I, I think at times he has. I think at times some of the things that he does on a footy field is very good. Um, and he can produce those bits of brilliance, but you just don't see it enough. And over the last couple of years, he's just lost all confidence in his game. But playing behind this forward pack, who knows? He might well come out and have, a, have his best season, be, uh, best season yet. But, you know, there's some question marks still around their depth. Um, and they're building, and Tim Sheens has made that quite clear that you know he's there to get the club to a situation where Benji takes over, and they are then in a premiership window, so to speak. We got Ray on the line. G'day, Ray. Gentlemen, how are we? Yeah. Welcome back. Uh, good to be back, mate. And uh, you got a hero on villain for us this morning. Yeah, well, Laurie, uh, I just want to mention there's a young uh, apprentice jockey called Amy McLucas. Uh, that's riding, you know, sort of. She's won a lo- the last couple of highways. Yeah, she won uh, in Melbourne on the weekend too, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, and she won yeah. in Melbourne on the weekend. First ride in Melbourne for the Freedman Camp, and uh, one going away on a. Uh, I was on a favourite, but yeah. So first ride, first win in Melbourne, and, and the connection there is that she. You would recall Gordon McLucas, the Raiders. Uh, ex yeah, he was chairman for a while. Uh, he was, Gordon, yeah. yep, yep. And Maggie, uh, yep. they were on the kangaroo tours with your folks. Yep. Uh, well, she's uh, their granddaughter. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah. So that was the sort of connection. I thought you'd. Yeah. Sort of no, I, I, I didn't know that, that Ray. I, I didn't know the connection. Yeah. Um, but uh, Gordon has sadly passed all. A lot yes. of years ago now, but yep. he was the yep. chairman um, of the Raiders right. there for, for a period. Uh, lovely family, and they've had some tragedy in their life too. Um, yeah, well, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm the son-in-law, so... Ah, uh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we've sort of gone through that dream world dream stuff. Dream world stuff, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Geez. So, uh, But anyway, yeah, I thought you'd enjoy that. But I, oh, I, I'll throw you, my hat in for the, the hero and villa. Hero would be Amy for a first ride in Melbourne and getting a winner, securing a winner. And the villain's got to be Berkey. Seriously, look, what, two weeks ago, you guys were away. He's categorically said that Eddie Jones would never get a job back in Australia with the Wallabies coaching. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're going to have to take the mickey out of Berkey when he comes back on. Absolutely. Like he said, no, no, he's finished in Australia. He may get a job with one of the lower profile uh, countries at the World Cup. Five-year deal. Wallabies. Yeah. Well, you know he's in the loop. <laughs> <laughs> Berkey mightn't be getting a consultancy role, put it that way. 
Yeah, for a, for a guy that's yeah, you know, reportedly in the Wallabies camp. Well, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> but he's he's gone. Oh, so anyway, yeah, I thought uh, I'd just uh, throw my hat in for that one. Ah, good on you, Ray. Well, oh, now you've told me about young Amy, I'll be following her, her career very closely. And now you've told me about Berkey, I'll yeah. be sledging him. <laughs> <laughs> good on you, Ray. Thanks for the call. Oh, that's outstanding from Berkey. Yeah, Eddie Jones, no it. job in Australia for him. Tell you what, five it, year deal. Did that surprise that that? Yeah, yeah I was the timing surprised me and the length it. of deal surprised me because I thought if they were going to get Eddie, it would have been after the World Cup. And Loz, you're a big yeah. fan as we all are here on our show of Dan McKellar. Yes, where does that leave yeah. him now going forward? Well, That's something well, you'll have to you know he'll have to ponder now because I, yep. I reckon Dan would have had his eye on. Coaching Australia, possibly after the World Cup, given that he threw in the Brumbies job. So I think he'd reassess what he's doing. Um, Eddie, I'm sure, would have his own ideas on what his assistants need to be or who they need to be and what they need to bring to the table. So I'm sure they're all having those discussions um, now. Uh, But it'll be interesting to see what the Wallaby coaching setup under Eddie will be. Mm. I'll tell you one thing, one very big positive about all this for rugby, and you've already seen it in the fact that Eddie's gone toe to toe just with some, you know, comments with Peter Volandis yeah. over, yeah. you know, potentially getting some NRL yeah. players into rugby who've you know, obviously played juniors in rugby union as well. He will get rugby on the back pages and in the in the pages just from his quotes and the way he sells the game. Yeah, that, that, that's a fair point too. But I get back to that only lasts so long because if you're not winning, mm, yeah. all of a sudden, no matter what rhetoric comes out of your mouth, you're not making the back page, that's let me tell you. But but if you're winning and you start, you know, proclaiming that you're going to do this and proclaiming you're going to do that, well, then all of a sudden it gathers momentum and you will get back page stories. But the bottom line for any sporting team is that it's all about your actions. It's not about what you say. But in the short term, yeah, Eddie's got this you know, buzz about rugby union again and doing all the right things and saying the rule, all the right things to get publicity. But, mate, it'll come down to winning. Yeah. You, you've got to win games. Dave Rennie handled himself with great class. Oh, he's, he's been class all the way mm. through it. His record wasn't great, Dave Rennie, but I thought they were showing signs of being very competitive against higher-ranked opposition. Mm. And for me, I would have liked to have seen Dave go through with this group and be judged on what he did at a World Cup. Mm. Because all the way through, ever since he started, it was all about planning for the World Cup and trying to build depth in the squad. Um, And again, we know that coaches um, live and die on their results, but sometimes I think we get rid of them too early before the job is actually finished. Now, Eddie comes in. Good luck to Eddie. I think he's magnificent. I think he'll do a, a wonderful job. Um, but I always feel for the coach that's been sacked. Mm. G'day, Trent. Morning to you. Oh, boys, welcome back. You boys sound as fresh as daisies, just quietly. <laughs> we are, mate. We are. Fresher than what yeah, you had. Good break. Oh, well, yeah, that's the thing, day. mate. I reckon about a week and a half into it, yeah, two it's weeks. It's a four-day week, so we'll be right this week. <laughs> mate, I'll give you boys three days. I reckon by Wednesday you'll be catching. <laughs> Back to normal, you reckon? I'll be Absolutely. sleeping on the couch uh, out the front. 
Oh, look, mate, you know what? Sea breeze, mate, might not do you the world, not, might not do you um, too much harm, mate, a sea breeze. Get over to the, the north. Mido's been telling me for a while. God's mate, country. I've seen mate. him on Instagram. Mate, he's been busier on Instagram than you two, let me tell you. Are you on Instagram? Mido's been busy. Mido's been busy. Here we go. No, I've just been taking in. I've been. I've had a very zen last week or so, Loz. Right. Just preparing lots of for water, today. lots of long walks you know? along the beach, holding hands. A bit no, of that I stuff. Been, no, you're not going to find anything. It's all on stories. Me. Yeah, yeah. You're oh, not it's gone. Yeah, story, so it's yeah. gone. Yeah. Hey, Mido, at least you're not reconnecting, mate. At least you're not reconnecting. Loz, you're in strife when you get home, mate. Just quietly. Oh, possibly. <laughs> Loz, Loz has got a second wind. <laughs> mate, mate some of the stuff I say in this program, I get home, she goes, you're an idiot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's going to be one of them, that's, and that's that, And that's a, a nice nice yeah. choice of that's words. That's a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate, I won't say what she's really thinking, no, mate. Exactly. You know what it will be, too. Exactly. Um, all right, boys. All right, lads. Let's get into heroes and villains. Um, look, the hero has to be Steve Smith this week. Um, two tons in the BBL. Um, he's finally given us a bit of excitement after the summer of Shame Pup with South Africa. Let's face it, it wasn't the um, the greatest of um, Test series, was it? Unfortunately, wasn't as entertaining as we would have liked. But I, I think I think there's two sides. I think firstly, the Aussies deserve a lot of credit for the way they played. Um, yep. But secondly, I think, like we spoke about before we took our break, I think our everyone's concern was South Africa's batting, and unfortunately, it just. It just didn't stack up in Australian conditions. Yeah, it was non-existent, unfortunately, mate. Yeah. Look, they would have been better off playing a test series between Australia A. Um, you know, that probably would have been a little bit more entertaining. But look, you know, you love Australia smashing teams, but, you know, when you're smashing them within three, two and a half days, that does get a little boring. But yeah. at the same time, they didn't, lose a, they didn't lose a game. You know, we drew Sydney, unfortunately, due to the weather. But... Um, you know, overall great series. But, no, Steve Smith, the last two big bash yeah, games, mate, he's been sensational. You know, so, yeah. but, mate, absolutely. And then the villain, um, Mido, you're going to like this one, has to be the Joker, oh, that clown Djokovic. What about him? Uh, <laughs> oh, look, mate, you know what? Well, you're taking I mean, a set Scott against Morrison him too, Trent. <laughs> oh, look, you know what? Scott Morrison had it right when he revoked that clown's visa. You know, like, don't let him in. They should have done the same thing this year. You know, like, he's just, he's a walking headline. He needs to be stopped. You know, he's probably worse than the narc. And that's saying something. Whoa, that's a massive call. Oh, look, but, but, look, you know what that lunatic's been like, and it's been an absolute pleasure not having him on the radio just between us. But, um, look, the, the way he carries himself, and I think you were talking with Roger Rashid about it, he doesn't need to carry himself like that. Like, the bloke's a legend. Yeah. You know, like, look at his tennis ability. He's a legend. He doesn't need to carry himself like an absolute goose. And... He has been. And look, I hope, um, I really hope Dimonor just smashes him tonight. I just hope it's straight sets and sends him packing. I really do. It'd be a great result so, for Australian tennis. Oh, I mean, man. and in particular the Australian Open and Channel 9 because they pinned all their hopes on Nick Kyrgios. Mm. And I, I, I saw last Nick, weekend, we? or last week, that the ratings weren't as good as what they were hoping. Mm. Rafik, with, uh, Nadal getting knocked out as yeah. well doesn't help. But, but if you've got a, like an Aussie going well, yeah. I reckon the ratings tonight might be very, very good. And now, fellas, I've just been told the big sports breakfast lunch, the annual lunch, mm. is happening. We're back. We're back. Did you guys know about that? February. No. Well, I wasn't You're sure. out of the loop. I thought you were saying, I thought Loz was saying last year didn't want it anymore. Yeah, I thought someone told me that it might be I thought you wanted shaky. to flick it. Well, it's happening. Nah, it wasn't me. Okay. Friday. Shaggy. <laughs> wasn't me. <laughs> Friday, February 24. So, uh, what a month's time. Friday, February 24. And in the coming days, we'll have details about how you can get tickets. Surely Blocker's coming again. 
look, mate, I don't know. Surely. I just found out it's on. Mate, Walker's <laughs> got to be there. Yeah, all the cast will be there. The whole yeah. crew. Yep. Bergie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Bergie's there. It's good. Will you Bergie to make some outrageous statement? <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Punters yeah. post-water, big show coming up. And uh, really looking forward to particularly this Canterbury coming up this Saturday. Golden Slipper. Uh, not too far away, is it really? A couple of months until the slipper. And uh, we've got Ron Duffersy joining us. Duff, morning to you. How are you? Yeah, good thanks, guys. Welcome back. It's, it's going to be all about the two-year-olds for the next couple of weeks. And we had a beauty on Saturday. Uh, Don Corleone, who was the star of the two-year-old trials. And he'd been a little bit inconclusive in his two trials back. But uh, come race day, he he looked very good powering over the top of them there with... Uh, with a set of blinkers on and put his name in lights as far as the the slipper pitch is concerned, which will change again this week with the Canterbury. And, uh, yeah, look, looking forward to the next month leading into the Golden Slipper. We'll get more of a picture every week. Gee, I thought the second horse ran well. Kundalini as well, Duff. Mm. Uh, she's one of mine to follow. Uh, she went into that race with only one trial under her belt. She's a $1.7 million filly. So she's got pedigree. She's got scope. And uh, she's uh, got improvement. So interested to see if she can lift off that and put her name there as well. So, mm. yeah, so I think there's a little bit of depth to that race as far as first and second are concerned uh, because they were spread out over a bit of ground and they run nice time. I, I, I don't know whether you know this, uh, Duff, or not, but it, it, do most Golden Slipper winners run early or late? As a rule, uh, early, uh, early, a lot of them right. are seen before Christmas, yep. but in the modern day, no. Um, they've just fiddled with a little, a few of the races, and it's uh, the trainers wait a little bit longer now because the big prize money's on offer a little yep. bit later. So it's it's changed. the The shape's changed as far as it, you can do it. You know, we've had horses, you know, start off in February as far as uh, having their first run and winning a slipper uh, bint mask and there's been a couple that have emerged late. You've got to be pretty good to do it, mm. uh, but uh, not so much in the modern day the way they educate them now. What else are you following outside of Kundalini? Uh, the highway. Um, this horse, Brett Robs from Dubbo, Gallant Star, I think it's a mere formality. He wins a highway in the near future. I, I think he's a... Um, look, he just was slow out of the barrier and lost his uh, lost his good draw there on Saturday, and I thought he was good. So he was only first up, and he'll improve off that. So I think Kundalani and Gallant Star could be the two to follow out of the meeting outside of uh, the obvious in uh, Don Corleone. Thanks so much, Duff. Catch you shortly. See you, guys. Punters post-mortem coming up after the 9 o'clock news. Now, heroes and villains this morning, and thank you for all the texts. Positive and negative, all of them. Appreciate it and all the calls. And uh, look, Ray called a while ago, uh, just a moment ago. We're going to give him the win here this morning, mate. Amy McLucas, his hero, wrote a first winner there, first Melbourne winner uh, there on the weekend with unflinching and made his villain Berkey for his statement a couple of weeks ago <laughs> saying Eddie Jones won't have a job in Australia again or a prominent job. And uh, lo and behold, a few days later... He gets five years with the Wallabies. That's outstanding. You reckon Eddie sent a text uh, to Berkey? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs>